breaking news from KXAN News. And yeah, we're starting with breaking news at 5 o'clock. We're tracking a fire burning in Llano County from our weather camera. The County Office of Emergency Management tells us it's burning off of East Highway 71 and County Road 307. As of last check, it's burned about 150 acres and is 10% contained. There are no evacuations in place right now. No buildings or people threatened, they say, but County Road 307 is closed. We do know that three aircraft are dropping water onto the flames. We've seen two or three of them fly over in this live picture. More air support is on its way. Others are using bulldozers to try and stop the flames from spreading on the ground. Now we should note Lano is under a burn ban. No word yet what started this fire. We do have a crew headed that way right now. And David, how does the extreme heat play into all of this? Well, winter's actually our worst fire season, so okay. it's not the only factor. But when you have a hot, dry couple weeks like we've been through, all the moisture gets sucked out of the fuels and it makes fires like this potentially worse. Let me take you over to our weather radar where you can actually see from our Granger radar east of Georgetown, the smoke plume. There it is coming from the point on the map between Kingsland and Lano. The smoke plume appears to be dispersing a little bit as for right now, but I'll tell you, I've been watching that live picture. The flames have been getting really excited and then dying down, kind of pulsing up and pulsing down. So we know the 10 agencies working to control that fire are working hard. Wind certainly important on a hot, windy day like this when folks are fighting a fire. 17, 18 mile per hour gusts in the fire zone, up to 22 mile per hour winds though from south to north in Georgetown. This is fueling another near record hot day. Absurd temperatures again. 108 for the firefighters in Lano, 106 in Austin, which has so far been our high. We'll probably end up at 107 in our 6 p.m. update. Coming up, we've got extreme heat continuing. What that means for your weekend plans, where and when we may also set the hottest temperature ever recorded on Earth. All right, David, thank you very much. Lawmakers at the Texas Capitol are set to finally pass a record tax cut this evening. And it's an $18 billion plan to save property owners some money, and we expect the governor to sign it by the end of the week. It still, though, faces some conflict in the House floor as Democrats try to amend that legislation. Our Ryan Chandler is live outside the House chamber. He joins us with the latest. Ryan. Well, Daniel Jen, the plan that we expect the Texas House to finally pass tonight has been seven months in the making. This has been the top priority of top Republicans for months, and it was a firm campaign promise by Governor Abbott, but still, it has not come easy. Remember, there are $18 billion on the line here, all aimed at lowering the taxes that you pay on your home and cutting the taxes that your school districts levy on you. The average homeowner could save up to $1,400 on this bill and potentially a lot more if you're a business owner. There are some Texans who won't see many benefits though, and those are renters and teachers. That's why we've seen a prolonged floor debate led by Texas Democrats on the House floor tonight to try to push even more into this bill. They hope to see some cash rebates for renters to try to bring their costs down, add bonuses for teachers, and increased public education funding. They're throwing a Hail Mary to get all of that done tonight. Now, it is not likely that Democrats will be able to rally the sufficient votes to derail this bill. We do expect it to be sent to the governor soon. But lawmakers are still gearing up for a long night. I just talked to one Republican lawmaker who canceled his 8 o'clock flight already expecting to be here for the long haul. Jen, Daniel. 
All right, Ryan, thanks so much. Ken Paxton will now have a, to face a new prosecutor in his upcoming Senate impeachment trial. Harriet O'Neill is joining the legal team. The prosecution team now includes Houston lawyers Dick DeGuerin and Rusty Hardin. O'Neill served 12 years on the Texas Supreme Court before stepping down in 2010 and returning to private law practice. She states that the facts in this case against Paxton are clear, compelling, and decisive. That trial is set to begin on September 5th. Several families with transgender children are now suing the state of Texas. The group is seeking to block a recently passed law banning certain health care options for transgender young people. And those include treatments like puberty blockers and hormone therapies. Now, these treatments can be used to assist someone with their transition. The families argue the new law violates their parental rights by stopping them from providing medical care for their children. The new law is set to go into effect September 1st. When it does, doctors who provide this type of care to minors could lose their medical licenses. President Joe Biden is returning to the White House tonight after wrapping up a critical week of foreign policy meetings. He met with the leaders of Nordic nations today in Finland, and the country shares an 800-mile border with Russia and applied for its NATO membership soon after Vladimir Putin invaded neighboring Ukraine. Now there are 31 countries that make up NATO, and the alliance plans to to further enhance its defenses by adding Sweden. Well, new info on the breaking news that we brought to you yesterday. Cedar Park police say they found dozens of guns and explosive-making materials at a home that put a neighborhood on lockdown yesterday. And KXAN's Mercedes Hernandez tells us now what she learned from the homeowner who had the material in their garage. Overnight, people living in those four houses that were evacuated were allowed to return home, and now we know what exactly caused that lockdown. Cedar Park PD, the ATF, and Austin Bomb Squad worked until late in the night to clear out the potentially dangerous materials. The department says they found 29 guns in the home, along with ammunition and materials and chemicals commonly used to make explosives. I did speak to a person that lives there. They declined an interview, but stressed that those things did not belong to them. Cedar Park Police says it's working with the ATF for this ongoing investigation. The agency did send out some of those materials to be tested. In Cedar Park, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. A new drug will soon be available over the counter, what it means for millions of women in the U.S. Plus, why the White House cocaine investigation has now been closed. And the countdown to Paris 2024 is on, and we're learning about the athletes' sleeping arrangements. An over-the-counter birth control pill is now approved here in the U.S. It received approval from the Food and Drug Administration today. It's called O-Pill, and it's expected to be available starting early next year without a prescription or any age restrictions. Until now, all birth control pills required a prescription, and the company says the suggested retail price will be announced this fall. Many other nations already allow the sale of non-prescription birth control pills. We may never know who brought cocaine into the White House. House. The Secret Service has ended its investigation with no leads. Three Secret Service officials say there is no usable forensic or video evidence identifying the person responsible. The small plastic bag containing the drug was found in a storage cubby near a busy visitor's and staff entrance earlier this month. It was tested for prints and other markers at two federal labs, but those tests failed to single out a person of interest. Now, sources believe it belonged to one of hundreds of visitors who traveled through the building over that weekend.
We're a little over a year away from the 2024 Summer Olympics in Paris, and today we're learning more about where the athletes will sleep. Check it out right now. They'll sleep on customizable cardboard beds, and the mattress is made up of three different parts of varying hardness that can be changed to what they like the most. Once they enter Olympic Village, each athlete will be scanned and photographed, then AI will process that data to determine the best possible mattress combination for the athlete, depending on its height, weight, and sport. And a quick note about the Olympic torch organizers are planning to install it on the Eiffel Tower. And an Olympic legend is returning to gymnastics with her eyes set on Paris 2024. American Gabby Douglas is officially back in the gym. The three-time Olympic gold medalist made the announcement on Instagram. Douglas helped lead Team USA to gold medals in 2012 and 2016. And in her 2012 victory in London, that made her the first black woman to win the all-around title. The 27-year-old's return to the mat comes after opting out of last summer's Olympics in Tokyo to focus on her mental health. Coming up after the break, the project to expand a Hayes County road in hopes to make it safer for drivers. How it's working to get truck traffic out of Utah. As temperatures continue to sizzle more than 10 degrees hotter than normal, our summer fan drive culminates tomorrow with family elder care. You can donate now to the KXAN summer fan drive with the QR code on your screen or by going to KXAN.com slash simple health. Tomorrow will also be scattered all over town at all those locations on your screen, including at KXAN. Did you know that half of the people who need fans right now actually report to family elder care that they feel sick from the heat? Just 20 bucks can really make a difference in somebody's life this summer. Your weekend forecast next. Hayes County leaders came out today to celebrate the opening of a new road. The I love Buda. I live in Kyle, I've been in Kyle for 20 years. Dane Aziz owns Water to Wine in downtown Buda. In the last few years, he's seen traffic through downtown get heavier. Traffic on 967 is a headache. Robert S. Light Boulevard used to end at FM 967, but now after a nearly $18 million investment, it runs to FM 1626. A project like this that pulls a lot of truck traffic out of our local downtowns and ensures that our residents have a better chance of arriving where they need to be on time. Each speaker at Thursday's ribbon cutting pointed to Hayes County's rapid growth. With the opening of this road, we're not just unlocking access to a bypass, but also unlocking possibilities for our community's growth. Aziz is hopeful for a safer downtown with less traffic. Not having to worry about the traffic coming through or the trucks coming through downtown Buda, it's a huge, huge burden that uh, it's going to be come off people's mind. In Buda, Erica Brennis, KXAN News. And going in depth right now, according to recent data, I-35 in Austin ranks first for the most truck traffic in Texas. I-35 also ranks third in traffic congestion in the state. A major contributor to this is the number of trips that start or end on I-35 in Austin. Now data shows 80% of the 200,000 plus trips start or end in downtown Austin. Well, these brutal summer temperatures are leading to unstable air and climate experts say that means more turbulence when you fly. NBC's Tom Costello has new reporting on how artificial intelligence could help air carriers make your flight smoother and on schedule. Good afternoon. We are on board this JetBlue plane in Boston. It's headed to London. I'm not. We're on board this plane because JetBlue is among the airlines using artificial intelligence to now micro forecast the weather down to the zip code. 
That matters because Boston, of course, has bad weather in the winter and the summer. When will they need to de-ice in the winter? When will that storm come through in the summer? They can save you time, delays and cancellations with this micro forecasting. This is a cool story about how AI is now revolutionizing air travel, impacting your flight and mine. We're going to have it coming up on NBC Nightly News. Ooh, it's fascinating to see what AI is doing. Hopefully these days. they'll still need me. Yeah, we will. Always. <laughs> always. We don't need humans anymore. Uh, boy, this heat has been remarkable though, and that can cause some bumpy flights even out and out of Austin. Taking you outside right now, it's just about as hot at this hour as it was yesterday. So far our high has been 106. Remember yesterday at the 6 p.m. update, we were nudged up to 108. It is possible and pretty likely, I think, that our high either ends up at 107 or even 108. Join us at 6, I'll let you know. Sunny skies, absurd temperatures, and heat index values. It feels like 111 in Austin and down in Luling. The heat index is, of course, a combination of the temperature and the humidity. Now, the air is a little bit drier today, so the heat index, believe it or not, could be hot, hotter than this, but this is still high enough for a dangerous heat warning. It's called an excessive heat warning. It's the worst heat-related alert on the scale. It's in effect nearly area-wide through 9 p.m. tonight, and it will be in effect again tomorrow through 9 p.m. for many of us, including Travis County and downtown Austin. Unfortunately, of course, this is taking a toll on our drought monitor. This was we were reminded of this with the Llano County fire this evening. Here's what the map looked like last week. We just got our update this week. Keep an eye right here on the metro area. Here's the change. The drought has been expanded and uh, intensified into the Austin metro west of I-35. Even in Travis County, we're back up to severe drought conditions. A real lack of clouds or rain across our part of central Texas. This is all happening as a huge heat ridge, a big dome of just the hottest air uh, in the country. Some of the hottest air on Earth, if you can believe it or not. It's moving westward, but it's also expanding and growing. So the net effect is kind of a, a uh, canceling out with our temperatures just flatlining at really hot weather the next few days. All of these magenta and orange boxes, though, millions of Americans under heat alerts through the next several days. In the desert southwest, we might see some of the hottest temperatures ever observed on planet Earth this weekend. These are the forecast highs from the computer system here in Vegas and Phoenix on Sunday. Vegas has only been 117. They're hottest on record. They may beat their all-time temperature record. Phoenix's all-time record is 122. They may stay just below that. I will be watching, and every meteorologist in the country will be watching Death Valley, though, on Sunday. Official projections take them up to 129, the hottest ever reliably measured temperature on planet Earth anytime, anywhere was 130 in this same location two summers ago. It's possible we may break that. We'll see how it breaks up. High temperatures back here at home, not 130, but it's going to feel like it if you're not used to this. 106, 107, even 108. This is rare heat, and it's rare to have it for a whole week or two. I don't see this pattern breaking, unfortunately, for the next two weeks at least. Speaking of temperature extremes, this is all happening, by the way, while the oceans are just burning up. And it rapidly intensifying El Nino is leading to much warmer than normal eastern Pacific Ocean water. And also, we are quietly waiting for hurricane season to ramp up because we've got record warm North Atlantic water as well. Matter of fact, when you average all of the ocean water together across the entire globe, June was the third consecutive month with record hot global ocean temperatures. Just remarkable. 
Tonight's forecast, record tying warmth, no cooler than 79. By the way, we tied the record of 80 this morning. Breezy winds ramping up after sundown, kind of like we saw in the windy night last night. Tomorrow, 106 at least. South-southeast winds gusty with lots of sunshine in the skies. I didn't want to put all the boxes to crowd up the seven-day like I have been doing, but we've got six days in the seven-day forecast with record tying or record setting heat. Some of these overnight lows will be challenging records as well, and still no rain in sight for the next one to two weeks, possibly longer than that. Let me take you back out to the fire in Llano County right now. The fire is still 150 acres and 10% contained. We've been double checking all of this, still no updates. There are no evacuations in place. No buildings or people are threatened as of the latest update. We do know that County Road 307 is closed and multiple agencies, including three aircraft and bulldozers on the ground are working to put this out. Lano is under a burn ban, but we do not know how this fire started as of yet. We do have a crew who are on the way there, almost there. So stay tuned with us on air and online for updates. We'll get your reruns ready. Hollywood actors voting to strike. What this could mean for your favorite TV shows and for new movies. SAG-AFTRA, the union representing actors and performers, is going on strike. After a midnight deadline to negotiate a new contract came and went. And neither the actors nor the major studios budged on what they each wanted. NBC's Gina Kim is in Hollywood with the latest developments. The president of SAG-AFTRA says the union wanted to avoid a strike at all costs, but the costs just got to be too much. The majority of our members are what we call journeyman performers. They're, just, they're working people. The union representing 160,000 movie and TV actors, hosts, and other performers like voiceover artists and television news reporters has been negotiating a new three-year contract with the major studios. But the studios, represented by the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, wouldn't budge on SAG-AFTRA's demands on wages, residuals from the streaming services, and language around artificial intelligence. Yeah, I think the fight is real. I think they've kicked the hornet's nest. There's a level of expectation that they have that is just not realistic. The actors join nearly 20,000 Writers Guild members who've been striking for more than two months, making this the first time since 1960 that both unions are striking. The WGA strike had already halted production on most scripted shows and movies. This is the equivalent of pressing a button on a nuclear bomb in Hollywood. At film premieres around the world, actors said they would abide by the strike, even if it means walking off red carpet appearances from major movies being released this summer. You know, and it's just got to be a fair deal. We got to get what we're worth. The studios say they're suffering too. Share prices at Disney, Netflix and the like have nosedived in the past year. Viewership at movie theaters is at all-time lows, and they say streamers have yet to reach profitability. Gina Kim, NBC News, Los Angeles. So many are asking what happens now. All TV shows and movies involving union actors come to a halt, and the thousands of people who work alongside these actors are now effectively out of work. There is still no word on when negotiations will resume. All right, well, there was no winner in last night's Powerball drawing, meaning you still have another chance to win the big bucks. The jackpot has now climbed to an estimated $875 million. 
The next drawing is this Saturday, and if you do win the cash and you want the cash option instead, you're going to take home $441 million. Tonight on KXAN, it's back-to-back -back episodes of The Blacklist that starts at 7, then Magnum PI at 9, right before KXAN News at 10 o'clock. Or as always, you can join us an hour earlier if you'd like for KXAN News at 9 on the CW Austin. Here is where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.